and welcome to Connect, Engage, Collaborate, a podcast brought to you by the Tempe Police Department. And I'm your host, Patricia Ramirez. Today, I'm joined by a panel of guests. And if you could, can you please introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about your story? I am Josue Barra. Um, I am a community responder for the city of Tempe PD Police Department. Um, a little bit about myself. Uh, well, I grew up in Phoenix. I grew up in South Phoenix. Um, I'm born and raised in the Valley. Um, never moved. Been heavily involved in the community since I was pretty much in high school. Um, I've been with the department for a few months, but I've been with the city for the past three years. Um, before I have a little bit of background in social work. So, um, and now I'm here. Great. Thank you. Share with me a little bit about your background in social work. Social work. Uh, well, it all started with uh, behavioral health coaching. Um, I used to work with kids, teaching them life skills, teaching them uh, coping skills and how to pretty much cope with their day and be able to interact in the communities. Um, I did that for a few years and that was really it was amazing. It was fun. Um, it was amazing being able to interact with the youth, uh, being able to make a change in their lives. Um, especially me being young, I had that really good access to, you know, connect with them. Um, I did that. And then I came to the city of Tempe and I worked with our homeless outreach team, uh, hope I did that for maybe two years, two and a half. Um, and with the city, pretty much what I would do is I'd go out throughout the city and go out and engage with our unsheltered folks within the city, get them connected to resources, get them connected to whatever need that they needed. Obviously, we try to connect them to housing, try to get them to have a better life. Um, I did that. And after I did that, I saw the opportunity to be here in uh, Tempe Police Department as a community responder. Obviously, the title communities, you know, that's what really grabbed me. Um, like I said, I was, I'm very heavily involved in the community. So I thought having the opportunity to be here and seeing how I can make a difference being uh, on this side, or I would say the middle. Um, so. And do you feel in that short amount of time, um, do you feel as though you've been able to make a difference in the community and receive that feedback? Yes. Uh, so far, yes. Um, there's me, per, me, I am specifically signed to a, uh, to the downtown mill area here in Tempe. Um, I'm a walking beat. So pretty much every day I'm walking up and down Mill Ave, engaging with not only my unsheltered folks, but also engaging with the community that walks around, engaging with the businesses that are there. Um, and even your residents that are around the area that typically walk around there. Um, and I've become very familiar with who they are. I introduce myself. I make sure I introduce myself so they know who I am. Um, making myself, myself, uh, be very familiar in the area. You know, it's not always trouble when PD's around. Um, I'm here to engage with them, help them out with whatever needs even that they have, especially our businesses. Um, if they have any questions, if they have any issues, you know, I can figure out if I can solve them. If I can't, then can any of my colleagues or anybody else help me with the issues? Um, but also, um, but being there, I've had those interactions where folks have been like, we enjoy that you're here. Um, one, a lot of them will say that they feel safe. 
Um, but the other thing too is they get to know me more on a personal and human level. And that's pretty huge um, to be able to get to know them. It's something as simple as getting to know them by their first name. Uh, knowing our residences are by their first name and also knowing I get to a lot to get to know my unsheltered folks by the first name. I have an advantage because yes, I was here with the city within working with them already, but um, being on this position with PD, you know, building those relationships can be harder. So I've worked my way around and being able to still engage with them and talk to them and getting to know them. Um, so thank you for sharing. Thanks for sharing your story. And Mr. Corey Lines, can you please introduce yourself? Thank you, Patricia. It's good to be here. My name is Corey Lyons. I've been with the city of Tempe for now 25 years. On uh, this fact, this December 17th will be my 25th year as an employee with the city of Tempe. Uh, I grew up, I was born in Monterey, California. My parents brought me back to Tempe when I was about four years of age. So I've lived in Tempe my whole life, essentially. Uh, I've gone to Tempe schools uh, from elementary through high school. Um, my family has a lot of roots in the state of Arizona as well as the city of Tempe. So this has always been my home. Um, I first actually got my start in the police department as a teenager. Uh, my uh, family's in law enforcement and I wanted to see what that career could look like. So I j joined the Tempe Police Department Explorer Program, which was at that time was a youth program designed to give teenagers basically a glimpse into what law enforcement was like. The real advantage to that program was the mentorship that I received from numerous officers within the organization. Uh, I lost my father at 11, um, so not having a father anymore. The, the guys that kind of took me under their wing from the school resource officer to the, just the general officers that I'd go on ride-alongs with was really pivotal. Um, so building those relationships as a teenager it turned out very advantageous because in 1997, when I got a job here, I got a lot of good recommendation letters and I was hired pretty quickly and I've been with the department since. Um, in that 25 years, I've done mainly field operations jobs. I've found a, an affinity to the traffic enforcement world, investigating collisions and stuff like that. But I've really enjoyed every aspect of the job um, from burglary investigations to traffic investigations. It's just in this type of career, you find a niche that you like and you kind of go to that niche. And that's been traffic for me. You've helped me on accidents on the street and I've been very grateful. Can you uh, can you share with me the change that you also have seen? Because we've both been here over 20 years and in terms of females, diversity, uh, what change have you seen our our police department grow in? When I first started, we had very few minorities working for the police department. That has expanded significantly, and um, it's been a great benefit uh, because I think it's in Tempe, it's really worked advantageously because not only as the community has changed, our police department has changed accordingly and been very, very reflective of how the community has changed. Our department has gone along with that. A lot of times you don't see that, and that can cause um, some issues from time to time, but we've been on pace with how the community has changed, our organizational uh, employment and our employees have changed accordingly, which is, it's great when the police department is reflective of the community that it serves. Um, to Hostway's points, I mean, and to your question, law enforcement itself ebbs and flows and it changes dramatically. Um, in just in my short time of 30 years or 25 years of being around it, we've gone very heavy on community-based policing. We've gotten very away from it, but 
it's always remarkable how much more effective law enforcement can be when there is that collaboration with the community and that engagement. You know, in our municipality, we drive a lot. We're not like New York where you have walking officers. So it's difficult for an officer driving through a neighborhood to really interact with people. So it's great to see in our downtown that we've brought back the walking environment because it breaks away those natural barriers of the car door and the window. I mean, you just can't talk to people through a closed window. So having those open lines of communication with the businesses and the people who uh, frequent the Mill Avenue area, whether they may cause problems or they're the business owner, it's important to interact with them in a positive way. Yes. Thank you for that. Corey. You're and can you tell me how did the community responder program start? I'm going to ask you that. And then I'm going to ask Josue if you can come in and then tell us a little bit of your experience in terms of uh, coming into that uh, as well. Being this has been my career, my whole time with the department in the non-sworn civilian aspect, I've researched a lot of things. And my research has told me that around 1970, a lot of police departments started seeing the value in using non-sworn, if you will, um, personnel to help deal with low acuity calls. Not every call that the police department is charged with responding to requires a person to have arrest authority or sworn authority um, from, you know, a car broken down in the middle of the street to a loose dog. Those don't require an actual police officer to respond to them. So in the 70s, a lot of agencies, especially middle-sized to larger agencies, found it very useful and cost-effective to start employing civilians in law enforcement to tackle those challenging calls and the numerous calls that those uh, agencies receive. Um, not everything is a full-blown emergency, but it still needs to be addressed. And can you give me some examples as to specifically what types of calls you would respond to and um, give some examples of those calls? Sure, that's a great question. So in a day-to-day -day basis, in the field operations arena, we respond to, again, low acuity calls. So it could be a car accident where there's no injuries that's pulled into a uh, parking lot that still needs to be investigated, um, burglaries, uh, thefts, um, non-person crimes, and a person crime, to give the listeners a little context, is a crime that's committed against an actual person, usually a crime of violence. Um, we deal mainly with uh, property crimes. Um, it's important to note that the suspect is not on scene and there's no likelihood that the suspect's going to return to the scene when we are investigating that. Uh, the department takes great um, measures to make sure that we're operating in a safe environment. But um, those are a large portion of the calls for service that we would respond to. Thank you. And Josue, as you've responded to those calls, tell me a little bit more of your experience, please. And how does that make you feel also as you walk away from some of those calls? Um, my experience uh, so far has been good. Um, you know, some folks still do confuse us and don't understand that who we are. Because yes, it is a new program within the city of Tempe. But, um, you know, I let folks know I, I'm a community responder. And I think uh, the word community kind of eases folks sometimes. Um, but also understanding that we can assist them and help them. Like you said, you know, these are calls that don't really need an officer. So, um, I mean, for example, I mean, there could be uh, a theft or a burglary within one of the businesses and I can go and address that. Not only that, the the impact of me being on Mill Ave, like I have that relationship with the business owner already as it is, so I can go and help. Um, so the advantage is that I know this, I know this person, I'm here to help you. So being able to engage with them is so much easier being like, okay, what's going on? What's, you know, and not only that is that we have time. We have lots of time to, to be there with them. Um, 
being able to understand what, you know, what they're going through. Um, so even such as an accident, um, you know, some folks, it might be their first time having an accident. I have the time to sit there with them like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. Let's figure this out. Let's see what we need to do. Let's see what's going on. And then we can go from there. Um, so that's the biggest, huge, the huge piece about being a community responder is that we have the time to sit there with them, with these folks, communicate with them and, you know, build that relationship. Um, the fact that I have, you know, obviously the logo, the Tempe PD logo, me having and being able to build that healthy relationship, these folks can change their perspective on other folks that work within the department. And can you tell me how, when you walk away, I mean, we all have a busy week. We're exhausted at times, depending on what's going on at home, what's going on uh, on the street. Um, how do how do you feel personally as you've walked away from having this new role in your life? What does this do for for you? I love engaging with the community. So <laughs> um, it, it a lot of it for me is just it's it, I love doing what I do. So engaging with folks, talking to folks, being helpful to anybody I can. Uh, it's what I love to do. Um, so at the end of the day, as long as I accomplish something, being able to help somebody, that's more than enough for me. Um, I don't need a trophy. I don't need an award. I don't need none of that. Just being able to help somebody. And then also just, you know, I don't need the recognition and being able to have a relationship with that person. Whoever I helped is, I think the best part, like, oh, that's so sweet. He helped me. And then even they can introduce me to somebody else who else I can impact, make an impact on, um, do you feel good inside? I feel great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, and so, even if, if I'm not able to help somebody, as long as I tried my best to help somebody, you know, um, it might, it might not be that day that I didn't make an impact, but maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. So even though you're giving to the community, you're also getting something from the community Correct. is what I'm hearing you mm -hmm. say. Thank you for that. And Corey, Tell me about your personal side in terms of how you walk away from your week and what do you get out of all of this? Well, much the same things as Hostway mentioned. I mean, it's a very fulfilling job. To, and, you know, all of us get into this line of work, including the sworn side, generally because we want to help people. Um, and I feel every day when I walk away from the shift that I've helped somebody and most people appreciate it. And that's the beauty in this line of work. Um most of the people we interact with are the victims of crimes um, and they're very appreciative. Um, and the fact that we can respond to them quicker because we don't have the other responsibilities that officers have. Uh, you see the light in their eyes. I get it all the time. Hey, I didn't realize that you were going to get here this quickly, which that makes me feel good because I know as a victim in Tempe myself over the years that uh, it's nice when you get that quality service quickly. I feel proud that I can provide that with this organization. And it's just a great sense of fulfillment. What really has been a, uh, an amazing thing to me, and I just realized it again the other day during one of our advanced officer trainings, I was sitting in the back of the classroom because that's where all the old timers sit. Mm -hmm. And uh, two officers came in and it happened to be two officers that I mentored as a uh, Explore advisor and now they're officers and they're doing great in their careers. So that was also very fulfilling. And then just another one of those moments was at a city celebration for our us tenured officers and employees. Um, people were mentioning a uh, uh, former officer, Detective Alan Reed, and he was one of my mentors. And these other officers, um, one of the other officers had gone to Marcos Deniza High School 
and he was a teacher there. Um, so those type of interactions and hearing all those stories and doing this job, it's just been a great sense of fulfillment for me. I'm very proud to have worked for the city of Tempe and the police department. Um, it's the only department in the city I've worked for, unlike Josue, who's come from another department. Um, and it always makes me really proud, too, when we steal other off, uh, other employees from other yes. departments to yes. this department because they bring great attributes to this organization over here. Well, and thank you both for sharing. And I asked you that specifically so if listeners uh, could hear your story and the significance. And if they thought of coming into this field, I wanted them to hear, you know, what what does this fulfill for you? So so thank you for sharing that. Can you tell me, and Corey, this, uh, you may have this answer more, how has a unit grown and it advanced since its creation? You know, obviously the world deals with budget crises and stuff like that. And over the time, our department has had to ebb and flow with those uh, financial crises. Um, we've had times where we've had very few employees in this type of position to sometimes no employees in the position, but the department is taking great efforts to bring these positions back because the department sees the value. Currently, we have roughly 12 uh, community responders assigned to the organization at this point. I know Chief Glover's doing great work with council and other members of staff to increase that number. I think the projected goals are somewhere in the, the 20s, which would put us on par with most of the uh, very successful organizations within the Valley and the numbers of uh, community responders that we have. Um, kind of to go back to your question, absolutely. Job for a younger person, um, as well as our older folks can even do this job. But if we're looking at the younger segment of the population trying to get into law enforcement or wanting to at least understand a little bit more about law enforcement, this job can be a great opportunity to do that. And Corey, can you tell me about the internal role that the community responders can uh, also provide to the city of Tempe? Within the department, obviously, we have field operations. That would be our uniformed community responders. However, not every job within the department requires you to be a sworn officer. Um, you can do a lot of things in investigations. Currently, we have two uh, employees, community responders that are employed in our investigations division. And to go back um in the past, when the program was a lot larger at that time, we were working in crime prevention. Um, we worked in narcotics. Uh, we had several assigned specifically to the traffic bureau. So at the end of the day, the limit it's limitless with the opportunities. Um, and I, with the way the department is moving forward, I see a lot of future opportunities. I have colleagues throughout the Valley that do numerous things. I have a friend that's a driving track instructor at another agency. So the opportunities are very limitless and it's uh, beneficial to the organization because now we can use the sworn officers that may have otherwise been doing some of those jobs. They can be out on the street doing more proactive enforcement and engagement with the community. And tell me, what benefits do community responders offer to sworn officers? Taking those low liquidity calls. Um, you know, we take a lot of those calls that doesn't need, I mean, not necessarily doesn't need urgency, but we can take care of those accidents. We can take care of those delayed burglaries, theft calls. And so we can take care of that while they're taking care of the most, more dangerous things. Um Obviously, we have the time to sit there with these folks to be able to take kind of, you know, be able to investigate and do uh, do our investigation of whatever it is, whatever the, the case is. Um, so it kind of gives them the opportunity to take care of other things. But not only that, I mean, the more bodies, the more they're even able to engage in the community as well. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if you have. 
Sure. You bring up some great points there. The one value that I would really say stands out above all others is, as you know, from being a sworn officer, that job is extremely stressful. Ours can be somewhat stressful at times too, but I've found over the years that I've been around this business that the less stressed an officer can be through workload or the feeling of urgency on getting to calls, the more uh, in tune they can be. This job gets very busy, very distracting, and it's just human nature that sometimes things fall through the cracks. And by us being on board, it allows those officers to then also give the best quality of service that they can give at that time. And it makes them um, more effective to doing proactive enforcement and like Josue mentioned, engaging with the community as well. And that is very true. So I don't know that I have professionally said this to you. Um, I've through the years personally spoken to you and I have many memories of Corey uh, with me at night and on the street. And it feels very good to have professional staff there and for that support. And it definitely comes back to the community. I would say that when we are stronger here, we are stronger for the community. So I do thank you for always being positive, always being helpful. And um, I'm, your role is, is extremely important. So I, I do thank you for some good memories that you've given me. Absolutely. It's much appreciated. Yes. And let's talk about now, what are some success stories that you can share uh, from while you were on the job? Because of my downtown mill area, sometimes I have some un unsheltered folks around the area. Um, I am very well educated and well informed about, you know, whatever resources available to them. So I've help certain individuals be able to um, engage with our homeless outreach teams and being able to either get into shelter, get into rehab. Um, there's a few, you know, I can't name a specific one, but I know there's a few that I've been able to um, get them into the shelter that they need. I mean, I mean, I know there's one not too long ago, there's a gentleman who there was always being called on, you know, for service because he's always in pain. He's always um, dealing with something and not too long ago, we finally, it was one of those like, all right, we need to get, you know, we need to do something. Um, there's definitely some mental illness involved. So we got to figure out a, a better game plan than having to be able to, than having to continue call, having these calls for service, having to keep calling fire. You know, it was just this one day, you know, he was in pain and I was like, dude, like, what are we doing? We got to make a change. Like, you know, we, we, we can't be doing this anymore. So I know, He's finally in shelter and I know in the back, you know, that team, the, the homeless outreach team is definitely working on to, you know, get him housed, get him the resources that he needs. So he's not back on Mill Ave anymore or not back out on the streets anymore. Um, so those are the kind of success stories I've had so far, um, especially, work, you know, working with our unsheltered folks. Um, I have yet to still have a success story with, you know, our residents or individuals within the area or businesses and things like that. But I think the best thing I have is a lot of them really appreciate that I'm in the area, uh, making them feel safe, making them feel welcomed. I know you'll have more success stories in the future. I <laughs> yeah. do. And Corey, do you have any success stories that you can share with us? There's no one specific story I really can tell you, Patricia. It's just the most successful thing is knowing that I've impacted many lives, um, victims, regular citizens, um, an old guy who like is in a car accident, lives by himself, has no way to get home. His car's totaled. The success there was that we were able to help him navigate through the insurance process and really were able to help advocate for him 
just in the role of being a community responder. So I, I feel like I've had a lot of success here um, in with the community solving problems for residents in their area, um, catching bad guys, um, solving crimes. I mean, it's just really hard to answer because it's there's a lot of ways to measure that success. But being impactful is probably the best success that I've had. I appreciate that answer. And tell me about your relationship building. So the two of you, do you use other resources? Do you share uh, with the community resources that are available? Can you talk to me about some of your relationship building in the community? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, as Hostway brings to the table from his prior experience in um, outreach and being new, he's learning a lot from the police department side. In a 25-year career, you learn really quick who you can count on throughout the organization. One of the beautiful things about the city of Tempe is that we work collaboratively throughout the whole entire city. Uh, I can call someone in development services. I can call someone in traffic engineering, solid waste to solve police-related problems. Not every problem has to be solved by the police department. Um, but because Tempe works so collaboratively with each with throughout all the departments, we really can be successful. Um, and you build those relationships with each line level employee, department heads. There's people who are line level employees when I started that have taken different career paths that are management and department heads now that I can still call um, a one I guess it goes back even to the success story that you were asking about. A guy had habitual graffiti on his wall along the train tracks. Um, and as we all know, in law enforcement, graffiti starts leading to other issues in that area. So by having those relationships, I was able to make one phone call and in an hour the graffiti was gone. And that's pretty remarkable in a city of our size that you can have those relationships and get that type of response where it's needed when it's needed. Very true. And tell me any... Uh relationship building or resources that you have been using? Even being in this department, in the, the, the Tempe Police Department, you know, I still have my relationships back with the Hopeless Outreach team um, because that is a lot what I deal with. I'm still able to, uh, you know, give them a call and be like, hey, I have so-and-so over here. Can you figure something out? Um, even something like he was saying, graffiti-wise, you know, we we know who to call, give them a call. We need to get this done. Um, so in the city of Tempe is very great with you know, we all work very collaborative and I think that's very huge. I myself, I haven't been with the city that many years, but, um, you know, it's still this day, I'm still building my relationships. Um, because even being on the, you know, this, my role is to engage with the community. There might be somebody who works in the city of Tempe that's walking down my lab and I might say hello. And then I might find out, Hey, they're the manager of such and such, you know, in the, in the department. So, um, but you know, I haven't worked here that long that I've gotten to know folks, but, it, you know, but I've noticed that even my managers in the past of, you know, whoever was my manager or my colleagues, they know somebody within the city to be who's able to give them a call. And, you know, like you said, PD doesn't always have to figure out the solution, but we have somebody, hey, you know what, we can give them a call. We can figure that out. So it sounds like we all work together. We all work together very well. And that's, and that's positive. Good. Tell me, so this is all great information in this. Uh, I would hope that a listener finds exciting and something that they want to be a part of. Um, can you tell me what experience does an individual need to join the community officer unit? And that includes uh, experience, education, um, and how, how can they also be a part of this team? What I would say is really just the willing to be able to make a difference. Um, I think that's huge. 
coming in with the mindset to make a difference, to be able to help the community that you are serving, um, willing to engage and really talk to folks and getting to know folks on a human level. Um, we work and we engage with a very diverse community. So you got to be willing to really get to know who you're talking to, being open-minded. Um, and that's very huge if you're really trying to connect with folks and if you're really trying to make the difference in the direction that the department is going. Um, that's one experience-wise. I mean, I don't think experience. I mean, I came from a social background. So I'm learning to this day every day. I, I still learn something new every day. Um, so I don't think you need much of an experience of, uh, you know, criminal justice background. Obviously, yes, that helps. But I can tell you that this is definitely a great intro. If you are looking into being a police officer, this is a great intro. Um, I myself, I like to be the middleman. I like this. I like where I'm at. I like being engaged with the community. I like being the middle between PD and, and the community. Um, but, you know, like I said, just being willing to make a difference, something as small as, you know, there's an accident, somebody lives alone, they don't have any family members in the area. Cool. You know what? I can give you a ride home. I'm going to break it down just a little more just to help our listeners. Can you tell me how did you learn about this role? The community responder role. Well, um, I learned about it. I got an email. Um, that's how I learned about it. And tell me a little bit about your hiring. Uh, do you know who you worked with in terms of hiring and a little bit of that experience? My hiring process was uh, was really good. Um, you know, I got to interview with the board and they asked very specific questions and how, you know, what benefits can you make to the department? You know, what what is your role? What do you, um, they even asked you, some, you know, what does community responder stand for to you? Um, how do you think you can make a difference in the community? Um, so those are some things that, you know, the questions that they asked me, I looked into it. how do you prepare for that? I love to help folks. So I don't, preparation wise, it's really good. Just being willing to work, whatever the assignment is and just being honest and upfront of what, you know, what I'm here to do. And did you feel supported through the steps of, uh, hiring? I did. Actually, I did. I did feel very supportive. Um, there was folks reaching out to me that I did not know. Um, and they would, they'd let me know, Hey, you know, it was either advice, um, and what to look forward towards. Like, you know what, you're going to make this through and this is what you're going to look forward towards. So the department was very helpful and throughout the whole way, um, making me feel comfortable. That was huge. Um, being a minority and obviously working for a, P, a police department, it's kind of like, you know, um, explain on, that a little edge. more, well, explain that a little being more. A minority. So, I mean, I grew up in South Phoenix, um, being a minority, obviously your engagement with police was, it's not always the greatest, but I was blessed to be in a household where I never had to have a negative in, encounter with, with police, but I definitely had friends and family members who did. So when it came to that, obviously, even though I know I didn't do anything wrong, but being engaged with the officer was kind of still nerve wracking. Um, but like I said, these folks definitely reached out to me and let me know, like, look, you're doing an amazing thing. This opportunity being a community responder is great for you. A lot, you know, some of them knew me, some of them didn't, but because of who I am and folks heard from others, you know, they, they look forward to either working with me or they look forward to having me in the, the police department. So supportive wise, amazing. 
And Josue, can you tell me, so how do you work with businesses in conjunction with crime prevention? Me specifically being assigned to the downtown mill area, uh, not only am I a community ambassador, I mean a community responder, but I'm a, I also act upon as an ambassador within the downtown area um, and working with our businesses. Like I said, I'm walking up and down Mill Ave. I have the time and the opportunity to really um, go and engage these businesses uh, whether it's the owner, the manager, the employees that are working there, I have the time to to really sit there, talk to them, have a conversation, um, and really get to understand what their needs are. Sometimes um, it could be something as simple as we're we're saying, uh, yeah, I'm saying hello, and I'm just going in there to introduce myself or just having a conversation with Bill because you know, hey, I haven't seen you in two days. How you been? Or it can be as in like, oh, Bill's bringing me up. Hey, I've been having issues with, um, you know, folks hanging around in my area or I have people tagging up, you know, on the back of my business or little things like that. Um, crimes that are happening around or within their their businesses. And so um, the opportunity to really sit there and talk with them, I think that's very important because they feel that, yes, I am listening. I'm understanding. But not only that. Um, I will give my, you know, my two cents on how, what we can make better, such as let's put some lighting here. Let's, um, you know, let's fence up your windows. Let's, um, uh, you know, put more lighting, like I said, you know, more lighting, something to either deter the crimes. Um, but I'm not always the, you know, the, the professional, the, you know, the, the one on that, I can always, you know, ask my colleagues in the crime prevention unit and figuring out how we can figure that. Obviously, I've been received the information. Now I can talk to somebody from crime prevention. Hey, come take a look at this. How can we make this better, safer for our, you know, our businesses around the area? Not only that for them, but it could even affect, you know, our residents that are walking by or people that are trying to shop in the area. And also, do you have any similar experiences or? Yes, Patricia, that's a great question. And uh, Josue hit on a lot of the important points with that, especially in the ambassadorial role in the Mill Avenue area. Um, in a, the role of a community responder, um, we don't have to listen to a radio. We have a radio, but we're not listening to it like a regular officer is hearing an in-progress crime and has to get going to that to help the community. We can take deliberate time with a resident who may who have been a victim of a burglary. Through our training that we get as community responders, we get a lot of uh, information and knowledge about how to target hardened residents and how to prevent crimes. The crime that's already happened has happened. But our goal as community responders and in an ambassadorial role on Mill Avenue is to ensure that crimes don't happen in the first place. Uh, we, even as civilians, can work in a very proactive role in doing that With the, in conjunction with our crime prevention unit. We have resources and assets that we can help target hardened properties, reduce crime, and ensure that the citizens of Tempe feel safe in this community. And that's the most important thing that a community responder can do at a crime scene is help prevent the next one from happening. So using all those tools and resources with the crime prevention department, um, we can help prevent future crimes. And tell me, what are some uniform differences between community responders and sworn police officers? And if you can go into detail in terms of also the uniform difference, but what does that bring to the community? Sure, that's an outstanding question. As you can see, if you're watching this, you see that Josue and I are not looking like traditional law enforcement officers. Uh, that's intentional on the department's um, 
plan for a couple reasons. One is our safety. Obviously, if we look like police officers but aren't uh, authorized as such and then uh, equipped as such, uh, that could pose a huge problem for us. Um, more importantly, for the community, as I respond to a call for service, they see a different um, style of approach to the call. They don't see the traditional officer showing up. Um, and it, it, funny story, if I could share that with you. One day I was investigating a hit and run motor vehicle collision in the north part of the city. And uh, we had located the suspect vehicle in a parking lot. And there was this nice young older man who was in the parking lot who was acting kind of timid. I didn't feel like he was the suspect or anything like that because we already had a description. But I was paying close attention to him because sometimes witnesses don't want to be witnesses, you know. And from your experience out there on the street, they are very standoffish. What was interesting and it's very um, telling for this type of position is he came up to me out of the other three or four officers that were there. And he wanted to talk to me because he felt more comfortable talking to me. And the large part of that was based upon how I was dressed. He didn't perceive me as a traditional officer. And like Josue mentioned from um, his life experience, some people don't have the best interactions with law enforcement. So this gives the department another tool, if you will, to go out into the community and interact with the community in a more less forceful looking um, way. The job of law enforcement, as you know, in your career has changed. We wear outer vest carriers. You have a lot of equipment that you have to carry. There's a look that that has. It's a necessary look. However, in our job, because we don't do the same job that you do, we don't have to necessarily give that same force projection, which I think puts a lot of the community members, especially some that have maybe had negative interactions with law enforcement in a more, um, comfortable atmosphere, I, I would say. So I think it's great. I think it's great as well. Have you spoken to children or young teens and heard the feedback and also the difference there? You know what? That's an interesting question. It's kind of amusing. In fact, kids don't notice the difference. Um, I don't think even some bad guys notice the difference, but there is a difference. And I, I've seen people pick up on it. Um, one of the other things that we do is we typically drive pickup trucks not your traditional looking black and white police cars. Um, ours are marked clearly that say that what our job it function is. It says community responder. Um, and, I, you know, it's funny as you drive around, you get some looks. Some people think you're something. Some people don't even acknowledge you're there. And again, towards the intentionalness of the department, I think that that's doing what it's supposed to do. We don't need a bunch of black and white cars rolling through neighborhoods to accomplish some things. So it's in some respects, it's better to have the community responder truck. It obviously it helps us, to, like I was saying before, the department's done a great job at making sure we're in the safest place possible doing police work as civilians. And that's very appreciated that our vehicles aren't marked the same. I know my mom always used to comment, when I first started this job, I drove a same marked police car that you drove. Uh, you probably remember that. I do. My mom was terrified. Now she is very much at ease. She was very happy when we got a different marked vehicle. So if it didn't help anybody, it helped my mom. Oh, that's So that's great. appreciated. Well, I just want to thank both of you for being here and sharing your personal and your professional experiences. And if anyone uh, wanted to know more about this role, how could how could they uh, be provided with that information? Probably the best way is uh, you could certainly give us a call at the police department, talk to our hiring unit. Um, I think it's listed on the website. The job descriptions are on the website. Um, 
tempe.gov. And to also add a little bit more to what Josue was talking about with the hiring process, um, for those that are interested in getting into this career field, it's you are working at the police department. There's a background investigation that's performed, polygraph. Um, I think we're doing a written exam at this point in time in the hiring process. So it's similar to the law enforcement side, the regular sworn officer side. There's a classroom training that's involved once you're hired, and then also field training that's involved once you're hired. But definitely, if you're interested in the job, check it out at Tempe.gov. Um, in the HR page, there's a list for job description for community service officer, or excuse me, community responder. Um, you might hear other people talk about community service officer or police aid. They're really the same job throughout the Valley, um, and it'd be a great opportunity for you. Thank you. Thank you both. No, thank you. Thank you.